0: You're listening to The Beauty Brains, where real scientists answer your beauty questions. And now, here's Perry and Randy.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 139 of the Beauty Brains Podcast. I'm cosmetic chemist Randy Schuler, and I'm here as always with my beauty blogging buddy Perry Romanowski. That's that's harder to say than I thought.
0: Yeah, it is. Hey Randy, it's good to be back to the show. Yeah,
1: very certainly it is. And speaking of today's program, today we're gonna to learn if skincare can really be ultra-scientific, whether or not your hair can be sensitive to protein and if the makeup eraser cloth really works. Oh, but before, looking forward to that. Before we get to all that useful information, let's see what Perry's been up to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you know, Randy, uh, in in Chicago, we have all of these street summer fests. I and You love to go to summer Love fest, the street fests. <laughs>
1: Sometimes I, I go into the street even when there is no festival.
0: <laughs> you know, that. so you go to these fests, they have food, Booths, and there's they're just crowded as all hell, and there's people everywhere, and you you just love it, especially as you get older and you get crowded like that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) makes no sense, but okay. So, so last week I I went to a fest, and my wife noticed something, some uh, behavior that I do at these fests, which just occurs to me. The ever
1: observant Mrs. Romanowski. Okay, let's hear it it.
0: (laughs) exactly. So so I go to a fest. You know at these fests you you have, you spend your money, but instead of working with money, they like to work with tickets. Okay. So you have to go buy a ticket. And there's something about tickets where people don't think of them as money. Sure. You know, like if you had if you had sixty dollars, you wouldn't just be flapping sixty dollars in your hand or, in a big crowd, of course right? Not. But I see I see all these people with all these books of tickets just flapping them around, okay. you know, being very careless about them. But what I noticed about that is that People are so careless about them is that if they drop a ticket, they don't even notice. Okay. And so I'm at these fests constantly scanning the ground for all these for books of tickets. tickets.
1: Okay.
0: At this fest I was just at, I found over 30 tickets, which was like 30 bucks just laying on the ground. My wife thinks it's a little odd that I do this because it's not like I don't have 30 bucks and I could just go buy tickets. But I mean, it's just stuff on the ground.
1: I'm sorry, I was just pausing to allow you time to explain how this ties into the Beauty Brains podcast, which...
0: It's just what I do with my summer. (laughs) Summer Summerfest. Hey, you know what does have to do with the Beauty Brain podcast is our beauty science news.
1: Beauty science news with our brand new lightning round.
0: Oh, another lightning round. Can't wait
1: for that. All right. uh, I'll take the first one. A recent scientific study has concluded that, get this... There are too many scientific studies. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Wow.
1: This was uh, conducted by professors, I guess, both in uh, Finland and California, which is a strange pairing. But they they published a paper entitled Attention Decay in Science, where basically the researcher said there's just so much noise out there because of all the papers being published that people aren't paying attention anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So it's rather
1: disheartening, but I thought that was an interesting study about studies.
0: Yeah, and speaking of Finland, that uh, that ties in with the story that I've got here. Yeah. Uh, you know, remember how Burger King made a fragrance last year called the flame grilled fragrance? I'm
1: still trying to use it up, yeah.
0: <laughs> Apparently, it smelled like tacos. Anyway, in case you thought this was only a one-off thing that Burger King was doing, uh, you'd be wrong. In Finland, a Burger King opened a sauna inside one of their restaurants. <laughs> Ooh. So while you're chomping away at your Whopper with cheese, oh, uh, you're oh. able to just lounge around in a sauna sweating your ass off with all the other people in Burger King, That's... and it comes with your own custom Burger King robe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so
1: That's very disturbing.
0: Yeah, fast food sauna, there you go. Uh,
1: here's a story about stress causing skin problems, a study from Temple University I think we blogged years ago about uh, stress being linked to skin problems, but I had never seen which specific skin conditions that were related. So apparently, according to this study, they did show that things like itchy skin, hair loss, um, oily, waxy, or flaky patches on the skin, uh, and-
0: Flaky patches, that used to be my radio (laughs) name.
1: Uh, uh, nail biting and a couple of other conditions were statistically linked to your level of stress. But surprisingly, here are the things that are not linked, the skin conditions not linked to stress, and those would be pimples, a okay. dry rash, and warts. So, <laughs> wow. I, but they say, they say that acne may be stress-related. Here's at least one new paper that says it's not.
0: Uh, interesting. Too bad we're gonna ignore it because there's too many studies out there. <laughs> Hey, you know, Randy, how you love your Apple Watch? Love it. But you know, one of my biggest problems with the Apple Watch is that the screen is too small for my large uh, sausage like <laughs> fingers. <laughs> But you know, I'm I'm really not the only one with this problem. You have this problem with your Apple phone, Apple Watch.
1: Uh, no, not at all. In fact, I go to street festivals and pick up Apple Watches <laughs> off the street. But that's just me. <laughs> just
0: keep an eye out for them. Well, researchers at Carnegie Mellon University also think that this is a problem, and they may have solved this problem. Hmm. They have this. Uh, the key to the, this solution is a technology called Skin Track, which turns your skin on the lower arm into a functional touchpad. So instead of having to touch the watch to change the screen, you can actually just wipe your fingers on your arm and it shows up on the screen of your device. Now, it does require you to wear a special ring, which propagates a low-energy, high-frequency signal through the skin. And so when your finger touches near the skin's surface, uh, then it makes it work. So it looks pretty interesting. I mean, you can even use the back of your hand as a number pad for, like, dialing a phone. Uh,
1: okay, I, I just have two questions. First of all, wouldn't it have sure. been easier just to genetically engineer tiny fingers on people? Apparently not. And secondly, when is Apple going to start selling the iRing? Because I want to buy one.
0: <laughs> I don't know. You know what the big problem with this, this ring, though, is unfortunately they haven't figured out a way to shrink down the green lantern that you have to carry around to recharge it. <laughs>
1: uh, eight minutes into the podcast before a comic book reference. That may be a new record. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I'll, uh, I'll include a, a link to a video which explains the technology. It actually looks kind of cool.
1: Well, here's uh, a technology that I'm a little more interested in. It's anti-aging booze. Did you? There's oh. been a couple <laughs> of stories in the news this last week. Uh, I saw.
0: Was it? Uh, was it gin? Right. Or there was. Yeah. There yeah. was
1: a collagen-infused gin and a collagen-infused beer have both uh, made their way to market, which. It, it, it's kind of ridiculous, but kind of not. I mean, we have, and we talked about this in our podcast on collagen. There is data that shows, or at least strongly suggests, that ingested collagen can benefit your skin. Uh, you have to, you know, ingest a couple of grams a day, which is right. about the level that's in, I, I think at least the beer contains that much collagen. So, I mean...
0: I should go on record as saying I'm skeptical I, of the I, studies. I, I,
1: fine, you know, but but there's at least a link there. But... Uh, I guess, so, you know, if you want to, you know, be faced all the time, this is one way to keep your skin <laughs> in better condition. But
0: you'll, you'll look good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, here's uh, skin technology, which is kind of uh, interesting, and it uh, may help significantly to combat wrinkles, hmm. baggy eye sag, and sagging skin. So this is a cream that you rub on your skin, and then it turns into a transparent, flexible polymer.
1: Oh, I saw that.
0: Yeah, it it makes the skin look more youthful and, uh, you know, elastic. You know, actually, that was when I first noticed that I was getting older. (laughs) When I was younger, I used to like to look in the mirror and then just sort of smush my face in and like twist it and turn it like silly putty.
1: You realize we've used up the airtime for you to discuss your personal quirks, right? Just... (laughs) <laughs> That's enough. For the-
0: yeah, we we don't all. De- so anyway, that the first time I noticed I was getting older is like my skin did not snap back hmm. as easily. So. Okay. And that is just a thing that happens when you get older. Your skin is just less flexible and elastic. So anyway, this material created by scientists at MIT is a silicon uh, silicone polymer gel uh, that um, that creates a flexible film when you rub it on your skin. So you put and it's a two-step process. So you have to put the gel on your skin. And then you put this second gel on your skin, which has a platinum catalyst, mm-hmm. and that catalyst creates the, uh, uh, the, the polymeric linkages. The polymeric linkages, sure. Right, exactly. And that, that creates the film that stays on your skin. And then as the film dries, it dries about yeah. 10% smaller than itself, and that tightens up your ring. So it's
1: like a super effective mask, sort of.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sense. But yeah. It's, it's transparent, and it can go anywhere on your body. So you Anywhere? <laughs> I imagine you could use it for anti-cellulite, even. Too. Oh yeah!
1: Oh, that is cool. Okay. That's cool. I'm still going to stick with the collagen-infused gin, but thank you for sharing the technology. <laughs> right. uh, here's one more quick story. Uh, the uh, European Union apparently is, is trying to catch up with the U.S. Again, they've just approved an old sunscreen.
0: Oh. So- <laughs>
1: I, I, this, oh, wait, I always
0: thought European sunscreens, uh, they had more stuff than us.
1: Yeah, so I, I thought they were uh, you know, supposed to be ahead of us too, but they just approved zinc oxide, or at least the nanoparticles of zinc oxide, right, so right. maybe maybe that was the holdup. Uh, they say it's still not proven to be used safely in spray products, but they are all now behind zinc oxide and skin sunscreen, so oh. there you go.
0: Uh, well, that's good. Alright, do we have time for another story or shall we go
1: on to the question? Let's move on to our cosmetic questions for the week.
0: Hi Beauty Brains, my name is Sonia and I'm listening from Maryland. I have a question about a skincare brand that's gained occult status amongst serious skincare junkies. The brand Neod, under the umbrella brand DCM, claims to be skincare for the hyper-educated. Their star product is called Copper Amino Isolate Serum. And the claims are super long, so I won't read them in the air. I wanted to know what you thought about the science behind the serum, as well as some of their other super-sciencey-sounding products and claims. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for that question, Sonia. I was not familiar with this company, so I had to do a little research on Decium. Uh, it's not deceit, but you know, interesting. If you put that in your phone, it says deceit. Spell check no changes is. it to deceit. Yes,
1: ironic, Deceum.
0: isn't it? It is. Well, the first thing I found was the company's tagline: "We are abnormal." No, seriously, we are really not kidding. So. <laughs>
1: Wait, this this is the the same company that she says claims to be skincare for the hyper educated. And, um,
0: apparently, and yeah. being
1: abnormal is sort of their way into this, okay? I'm, I'm a little skeptical on this from the get-go.
0: You know, there's nothing wrong with standing out and having a few quirks, right? Uh,
1: yeah, well, <laughs> spoken like, yeah, okay, never mind.
0: Wait a second, I see a ticket on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I also found that Deceum was started in 2013 and that now the company owns 10 different brands, one of which is NIOD, which stands for non invasive options in dermal science. Hmm. The others include hylamide, Grow Gorgeous, hmm. proven to make hair visibly longer, fuller, and thicker, mm-hmm. Inhibitif, uh, it's all about hair removal, and White RX, which is ultra scientific leader <laughs> in skin air, area pigmentation, right? <laughs> so, well, anyway, I'm not sure what their credentials are, but I've never seen any leader in the industry refer to themselves as ultra scientific.
1: Oh, no, really? We're about science.
0: We're we're all we're so science. We're ultra scientific. <laughs> uh, but you you've asked specifically about their copper amino isolate serum, so let's talk about that. Here are some of the claims from their websites, and whenever you're reviewing. Uh, Products. It's always it's always important to look specifically at their claims. Not what you think they're saying, but what they yeah, actually sure, are saying. Right? Sure. So here's what their website says. This product contains 5% pure copper tripeptide 1, which is GHK-copper, to be mixed with a specialized activator before first use. Then they have this extraordinary concentration, help to prevent and reverse largely all aspects of visible skin aging, including textural damage, uneven pigmentation, loss of elasticity, lines, wrinkles, enlarged pores, and general lack of radiance. Mm -hmm. And they go on. In short, the skin will act and look younger starting within five days with continued improvements over time superb award-winning technology to stabilize and enhance the activation of copper peptides. <laughs> hmm, okay. All right, let's 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 break down some of these claims. First of all, peptides are quite commonly used in anti-aging products. Now, we've talked about them way back in, I think that was episode 55, 55. right? 55,
1: yeah, very good.
0: Yeah, that's where we explained uh, that there are four basic types. There's copper tripeptide belongs to the type known as carrier peptides, which... Hmm deliver trace elements like copper and magnesium, which help with wound repair and enzymatic processes. These trace elements have been shown to improve pro-collagen synthesis, elasticity of skin, and overall skin appearance. Yeah,
1: there's something to these peptides.
0: Right. Now, I don't see anything in their claims that are highly unreasonable. Uh, The product probably does what they say it does, but there's no indication that it works any better than any other product containing copper peptide at a similar concentration, right? Now, we should also mention that the product costs $200 for 15 mils, and you're instructed to use it twice daily. Wow. I mean, I wonder how long that bottle's going to last, right?
1: Right, maybe a couple weeks, a month, maybe?
0: I mean, 15 mils, uh, yeah. That's 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 like
1: like, $200 a month worth of product. (laughs) So, damn, it better work.
0: I mean, geez, save up for a facelift (laughs) at those prices. All right, what about the superb award-winning technology? You know, have they received some sort of Nobel Prize for their (laughs) ultrascience? Not that I've seen, right? Well, we contacted them to ask about the award, and we were specifically told that this product won tatler's best serum award now tatler in case you didn't know is a uk-based website published by condi nast and i couldn't tell if the website just picks the winners or if they have consumers vote so either way it's a popularity contest of sorts which is fine but this is not the kind of independent validation of their technology, well,
1: right? Yeah, and I had the same thought. I saw award-winning technology. I thought maybe there's something here. I don't know. Is there a patent behind this that they were a, had some award for? But I mean, it was it's great that they got an award from a website, but that doesn't mean the technology is necessarily better.
0: You know, I wonder if we can start calling ourselves an award-winning <laughs> podcast. Well, I'll 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 run a contest on Chemist Corner, right. which is another. Uh, Website of ours, uh-huh, we know. <laughs> and then I'll award the beauty brains as the best beauty, oh. bra- uh, best podcast, right? Oh my god, that's and then brilliant! We oh, and and it's podcast?
1: brilliant, and I think it's the first time that Chemist Corner has actually benefited this podcast. So <laughs> there's right. a breakthrough.
0: All right, let me get back to the question. So finally, what about this notion that the product can stabilize and enhance the activation of copper peptides? Now The product is a two-part system that requires mixing to activate. We also asked the company about this, and here's their response. Copper peptides on their own are very reactive to even the slightest variations in pH. Since they are only soluble in water, even the most precise formulations will lead to pH variations once water is present abundantly enough to solubilize the peptides. The activation step involves saturating the pure peptides with sufficient water for complete solubility. The activator contains a very high percentage of low molecular hyaluronic acid, as well to draw the water in quickly upon application. Now there's nearly 95% stability after six months of use, but we encourage use within three to six months of the mixing. So. The, the two-phase mm. systems are commonly used to stabilize ingredients which may not be compatible like uh like a, a hair coloring, right? You don't yeah, you, uh, hair right, coloring yeah. comes in two things because if they were together, you know, the reaction would happen would and you be would done, have product. Right. You keep them right.
1: separate until the time of application.
0: Exactly. And so this is the technology they're using here. So typically you need to mix the two parts together right before you use the product otherwise uh you know, the product isn't stable for very long. So anyway, that's, it sounds good, but it doesn't quite make sense chemically, right? If the peptides are that sensitive to pH changes, then you'd need to use the product like right away. I I guess I don't really understand this. Yeah, the
1: the pre-mixing part, again, if you have two components that are reactive, you would mix them together and use them right away to get maximum efficacy. They're saying here, mix them together, but then use them in within six months. So, (laughs) I just, I, I'm not, that's almost a shelf life of a regular product, so.
0: Right, so why didn't they just mix it together in the first I don't know, so I'm not
1: quite huh. clear, but that's, I mean, that's what they told us.
0: Well, the bottom line is that this product uses an active anti-aging ingredient that does have some data showing that it works, Unfortunately, I don't see anything that would indicate it's worth the high price.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem to be a bad product. I don't think they're making any claims that are blatantly untrue. It just seems like it's overpriced for what they're giving us, unless we're missing some data. If anybody from the company, from DCM, is listening, we'd be glad to review any studies (laughs) if you care to share them with us.
0: Yeah, well, we'll leave the uh, uh, ingredients in the show notes there. All right, there you go.
1: Uh, all right. Our next question uh, is is kind of following a theme. You know, a few shows ago we talked about uh, the crepe eraser lotion or sure. cre- crepe, as you like to pronounce it, <laughs> uh, and then we talked about using the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser on spray tans.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: this week we have a question about the Magic Eraser cloth. So oh, another okay. eraser based question. This one comes to us from Babis in our forum, who says, "I wonder if you guys know what is the technology behind makeup eraser." that towel that promises to remove makeup only by soaking it in warm water and rubbing it on your face. Is it true and how can a simple watered towel be as efficient as a regular remover? So um, I I looked into this product and as Babis points out, it is essentially a towel that removes makeup without the need for any additional cleansers. According to their website, and I'll quote here, the makeup eraser removes 100% of your makeup with water only. Just wet the cloth and remove your makeup. This includes waterproof eyeliner, mascara, and much more. The best part is it's reusable. Throw it in the wash and no stains remain. It'll last up a 1,000 washes and eliminates the need to buy disposable products to remove your, breakup, your makeup. Wow. Um, so is there any special technology here? Well, I contacted the company. A representative told me that this cloth, and I, again, I quote here, is a proprietary blend of 100% polyester. The fibers are so fine that they pull makeup away from the face. So there's, it's all in the fibers, no added chemicals. All you need to do is add water to activate the fibers, and the makeup eraser removes all types of makeup, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, that, that does make some sense. I mean, first of all, any wet towel will have some cleansing efficacy, right? It's just, right. It's just a sure. physical wiping away of what's on your skin. And, you know, polyester fibers would have, I guess they'd be slightly oleophilic, right? So they would have some tendency to absorb oily materials. And it's also true that um, if the fibers are configured right, if they're small enough, you know, they may be be able to uh, increase the surface area so they could pick up even more material. You know, the the more contact the towel can make with your face, the better chance it has of, of absorbing something off your skin. So, I mean, superficially this all sort of makes sense. Now, You know, Babis wanted to know how this can be as efficient as a regular makeup remover. As far as I can tell, the the company doesn't say specifically, you know, that it's better than a a regular cleanser. And in fact, I asked them, I said, how does this compare to conventional cleansers? You know, is it better? And they said, well, it's better because it's reusable. Okay. So I, I do get that as an angle. So instead of, I guess, what would you normally do? You'd have a makeup remover and you'd have either a washcloth or a a disposable towel or something, right? right. right. So I suppose you could be generating waste. Certainly you're generating uh, empty plastic bottles from the the makeup remover, right? So they're saying it's better because it eliminates the need to buy disposable products to get rid of your makeup. So, okay, I I mean, I guess if if it's more convenient and it saves you money because of that, that is an advantage. I mean, I'm curious to see if anyone has tried this thing to see if it works as well as they expect. I I Uh, could see that it would remove a lot, but I'm not sure it would remove everything just because some makeup is, you know, really um, hydrophobic.
0: Right. The claim of removing 100% of your makeup? I I can't believe that.
1: It depends on what kind of makeup they tested. I don't know. I mean, that would be something I'd like to see data on because that is a concrete claim, right? Removing 100% doesn't leave you a lot of wiggle room.
0: Right. Now, the other thing that's not making sense to me is, so you, you wipe this this eraser on your face, mm-hmm. and it pulls off the makeup. So now the makeup is on the cloth.
1: And then they say you can uh, put that in the washing machine, and it'll last through a thousand washes.
0: Okay, so so you have to wash it every time you wash your... So,
1: through some unspecified number of <laughs> applications, it has to be washed, yes. Okay. <laughs> look, don't don't look behind the curtain on this one. <laughs> Just go with it. It's the makeup eraser cloth, all right? Oh, well,
0: fascinating. If anybody wants to send me that one to try it out, I'd be well, happy to. Be of course, I don't wear any makeup. But...
1: You don't even... You cleanse yourself and your clothes with shampoo in the shower. How would you even test
0: this? Shall we move on to Bobby's question? Please. <laughs> all right. Bobby asks... I've been using a clear hair gel with bubbles. How did they get the bubbles to stay in there? <laughs> now, this it's funny, we worked on products that needed to be absolutely clear with no bubbles, and then other products that have to be filled with bubbles.
1: Right. I, I remember like getting, my God, we've got this uh, Tresemme gel. It doesn't have enough bubbles in it. It's a, it's a right. production crisis.
0: Exactly, <laughs> so that was a project we had to work on. I was like, how do you get more bubbles to stay in right. your yeah. gel? So creating the bubbles is really the easy part, uh, and the basic way is you just stir the batch a bit more vigorously, and yeah, that's going yeah. to incorporate more air. In fact, the the opposite is usually the problem. There's too many, right,
1: bubbles, right, right, exactly.
0: So, yeah. You know, but the more controlled process is to introduce an air line that shoots a steady stream of compressed air into the batch. Yeah, you control the you know, size s- of the bubbles better, man. right? Some of these. Some of these designer guys think that, you know, there's a specific bubble amounts that you need. (laughs) You can get really, uh, you know, really intricate with this. Now, the real trick is getting the bubbles to stay there. And part of this has to do with the thickness of the formula. You know, obviously, thicker products don't flow as easily, and then that's going to trap gas and bubbles. But you also need to uh, add a special type of rheology builder that gives the gel more structure without making it too thick. Now, these are typically based on acrylic polymers. And so so these acrylic polymers actually have two, t- two functions. They can make it thick, but then there's a suspending function, and it's the suspending function that's the important part. Right. This is how you can actually have a, uh, like, there will be a liquid body wash that has these gelatin beads right. or yeah. bubbles yep. suspended.
1: Little, beads, little capsules, yeah.
0: Right, and the way that is, you have this acrylic polymers that will suspend those particles in there without actually thickening up the system, right. so, so that's, how, that's how bubbles get trapped in hair gel. All
1: right, there you go, Bobby. Hey, let's uh, quickly, at this point, do an iTunes shout out, because you know we like to do this for our fans who take their precious time to leave a review for us on iTunes. It's very yeah. important because it helps people uh, learn about the show. And today we have two new reviews, so let me read one from Louise A., who says, These guys are cosmetic scientists who truly understand what they're talking about. I feel very empowered in using this acquired knowledge, but it's quite funny hearing them talk about popular culture and social media. It reminds me of my dad. They kind of get it, but not quite.
0: (laughs) I think they're talking about you, right? (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. All right. Uh another one comes from Bruiser68 from the United Kingdom. I, I love that we're so internationally known there. <laughs> so Bruiser says, as the owner of a day spa in Birmingham and and McDonald's or and Burger King, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, spa
1: oh sorry, it took me a second there. That's good. <laughs> let me let
0: me get that. All right. Uh as the owner of a day spa in Birmingham, I have learned so much that I can pass on to my clients from these guys. Their knowledge helps to cut through the cosmetic company marketing hype and identify the facts. I just love it. Even the cheesy bits.
1: <laughs> and they're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, thank you guys. So please, please, uh, if you haven't already go to iTunes and, uh, and, and write us a review, we appreciate it. All right, Perry, we got uh, time for one more question. And this All right. one comes to us from Ryan. He says, I think it's a he, I don't know. I guess I, Ryan could go either way. I don't know. Ryan says, I've heard that too much protein can be bad for hair and can cause it to become dry and eventually break off. I have a conditioner (laughs) called ABBA Gentle Conditioner that has protein, but when I use it, my hair looks and feels great. So is there any truth to this? All right, well, this notion that too much protein is bad for hair actually comes up quite a bit. Uh, I've even heard the concern raised that you can have protein-sensitive hair. Wow. Yeah. Uh, So... (laughs) When you look at the science, there's really no uh, mechanism for topically applied protein to cause your hair to break. So what's going on here? Well, I think this myth got its start from the relaxed hair community. So people with African-American hair often relax it, which can be very damaging because you're tearing up the the disulfide bonds, which, uh, uh, you know, that...
0: uh, Holds the hair structure. Holds the hair
1: structure, right. So you break those bonds, the hair becomes uh, looser and less tightly curled, but it also becomes weaker. Uh, it also increases the porosity of the hair. Now, hair that's really porous can soak up too much of the uh, quaternary ammonium compounds, the fatty alcohols, and the silicones that are used in regular conditioners. So, if you use a regular conditioner after you uh, relax your hair, you can have this overabsorption of stuff that makes your hair feel mushy. So, to avoid right. this mushiness in post relaxation conditioners, uh, they developed special conditioners that contain lower levels of these ingredients. So you cut back on some of the conditioning agents to avoid that mushy feeling. Now, these are often referred to as quote unquote protein conditioners because they contained, you know, sometimes high levels of proteins. Really the proteins were not doing much for conditioning there. They're really there as, you know, more as featured ingredients.
0: Humectancy, maybe. Right,
1: at best, maybe some film forming. But it's possible that it's this lower level of conditioning agents not the higher level of protein that could result in more breakage because the hair is not as lubricated. So you've cut these conditioning agents to get rid of the mushy feeling. But in doing that now, you're going to get more hair breakage through combing because the hair isn't as slippery as it would have been. So, you know, it appears to me at least that the origin of this, you know, protein conditioners cause hair to break meme came from this. And I think from there, it spread to the general population. So now we have a lot of people believing this and asking the same question. Now, there may be one area where uh, proteins may uh, be of legitimate concern, and that's where it comes to skin allergies, but that's a different story. And that has nothing to do with your hair being sensitive to proteins. Your skin may be sensitive if you have allergies, but that's completely different. Uh, By the way, for what it's worth, Ryan, I did take a look at that ABBA conditioner that you asked about. You know, it's a fairly standard formula. It's based on fatty alcohols and cetrimonium chloride it does contain several uh, proteins, but they appear to be below the 1% line. So I really doubt if they're contributing much. So yeah,
0: the 1% 1 line is just the level at which you can list the ingredients in any order, no matter how much is in there. when you're labeling, if it's 1% or higher, you have to list it in order of concentration. But under that, you can pretty much put in 0.001% and put it all the way to the
1: top. Right. So so I would expect it's the fatty alcohols in the formula and that cetrimonium chloride, you know, which you're giving. You, you said it makes your hair look and feel nice. That's probably what's right. doing the job. The proteins really are just kind of there for show. So.
0: And also, if you find a product that works for you, then keep using it. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. right. Despite what anybody tells you, if if you like it and you can afford it, then go for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, looks like the end of our time there. Yep,
1: we've come to the end of another great show, or well, at least another show. I'm not sure. Well, how uh, great it was.
0: I want to let you know that this weekend there is a summer fest right outside my house. So <laughs> uh,
1: clearly, we're not at the end of the show if you're still sharing personal parables.
0: <laughs> no, we better we better move on and save it for the next show. So until <laughs> next time, thanks everybody for listening,
1: and remember, be briny about your. Brain.
0: Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father.